Hey folks, Jeff Salzman here and welcome to the Daily Evolver. Today I am joined once again with my dear friend and integral psychotherapist extraordinaire, Dr. Keith Witt. Hey, Dr. Keith. Hey, Jeff. Good to see you. Good to see you too. Welcome. Uh, today we're going to continue our multi-year conversation uh, that we have branded the shrink and the pundit, you being the shrink, I'm the pundit, where we talk about what it is to be human and, you know, the evolution of consciousness and where we are as a culture and where we are as individuals within this culture. And typically, at least on, for me, I emphasize the updraft of how things are getting better because I think that's often underappreciated in our world. Uh, but today we want to talk about something that's not getting better, that's actually gotten significantly worse. And that is the um, category of suicide. And, um, you know, violence is decreasing, but suicide is increasing, and significantly so. And so I guess let's just start, Dr. Keith, who has, you, you've been doing psychotherapy for 40 plus years of tens of thousands of people. Uh, what do you think's going on? I think that uh, the, the development, um, it's the it's dialectic of progress. You know, as things progress, new pathologies show up. Of the, of the, and so let's just, let's look at the, what caused us to do this. Anthony Bourdain killed himself, Kate Slade killed herself, and the yep. CDT, C, the uh, CDC put out new statistics that showed a dramatic increase in suicide from 1999 to 2016. Okay, so the last 16 years. Yeah, yeah. Okay, or 17. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So. And, and it's continuing to go up. You know, there was 45,000 suicide attempts in 2016 and probably 1,100 suicide, completed suicides, and probably 1,100 suicide attempts, 1,100,000 ,000 suicide attempts. And so all these statistics kind of hit everybody wow, what's going on? Um, it's not like they haven't been happening, but all of a sudden it came into the national discourse. Well, didn't you say that suicide's been going up for the last 50 years? It sure has. But if then you, it spikes in, in the last you know, period here. Yeah, it's accelerated in the last, um, since 1999. But if you look into the literature in 1999, they're saying suicide's been going up since the 50s, particularly with young people um, and so on. And so what's going on? There's, what are this? So what, first of all, what, where is it happening? What, what's happening? Well, this, let me put this uh, 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 chart up from the Washington Post. Can you see it? Yes. Did I do it right? So you see in the United States, there's been an increase of 24%, but in the Intermountain West, um, in some of the poorer states in the country, it's a 38 to 58% increase. What's going on? 80% increase in uh, completed suicides of women, increasing suicides of Native Americans, increasing with teenagers. Um, of the three leading causes of death, Alzheimer's, opiate uh, overdose, and suicide, uh, they're three of the 10 leading causes of death. They're the only ones that are growing. Um, uh, when someone, when there's a publicized suicide, um, the amount of suicides go up in the country. After Robin Williams' death, there were 10% 10, 10 
more suicides. 3,000 deaths were contributed by Robin Williams' deaths. And after a publicized suicide, there's an increase in fatal car accidents, single car accidents for single suicides, uh, multiple, multiple deaths for murder suicides, and plane wrecks also. They were all connected in its spreading out into the culture. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and you, you said earlier that it's, um, you know, the dichotomy of development. You dialectic know? of progress, the yeah. Dialectic of progress. And, you know, we could see how particularly modernity has created, you know, the modern world and, uh, you know, everybody gets to move away from home and, um, and become who they want to be and be the best they can be. And uh, that doesn't always work for people. Uh, there's a downside to that. There's an atomization and a loneliness that has come online that would be almost inconceivable in a traditional society. And it's one of the reasons traditional societies aren't that crazy about moving into modernity. You think? I don't believe them. You know, oh, Vivian Murphy said that social isolation was the biggest health risk in America. Who loneliness. Vivek Murthy, he was Obama's Surgeon General. Uh -huh. Loneliness is epidemic. And if you're lonely, you're twice as likely to kill yourself. And loneliness is an essential part of, of suicide. And it spreads through social networks, loneliness. If there's a few lonely people and they don't get attention, the social network begins to degrade. You know, causing the people who did the research, James Fowler and, and Christatis, to say we need to, to, to heavily find the people at the edge that are isolated and, and lonely and get human contact with them. And, and this is actually has been attempted with suicide, uh, uh, incompleted suicides of opiate addicts or, or overdoses. They send people out to their houses to ask them how they are. And they go, oh, thanks for coming. Oh my that goodness. That deep connection. Yeah, no, I, 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 um, I, I read, some of these suicide boards on Reddit where people who are contemplating and re reaching out, but oftentimes they're saying, I'm doing it tonight, and they do, you know? Yeah. But the stories are so similar. And that is that nobody cares about me. Nobody knows if I live or die. I, I might go to the work, I might have professional relationships, but nobody asks me how my weekend was. Nobody knows me deeply. Yeah. Uh, and then there's this other category of people who I would do it tonight if my grandmother wouldn't be devastated. Or there's maybe one person in their life that cares. And that keeps them hanging on. And that is, you know, that's just the flavor of suicide in our time and space with this, you know, you know, where we are in terms of development, particularly the modern world, as I said, you know, how, it, how different it is in terms of relationship and closeness than, than the traditional world. And, um, and you, you've done some writing on this. And one of the things that I really appreciated is that you talk about how suicide actually changes in, uh, in terms of development. And that in earlier stages, suicide can have a completely different complexion and flavor of the suicides that we run into now. And maybe tell us a little bit about that. Historically, it's really interesting. Um, uh, Christianity really tied itself in knots around social isolation, around suicide. Um, if, because developmentally, when we hit a place where, we're, where our current worldview isn't working, it disintegrates. And you know, we feel existential despair. 
that, that's in every developmental block. You know, that, that's just how development happens with us. You know, it's not working, so it disintegrates. And then if we get wise influence and connection with other people, we can reintegrate at a higher level. But that's only if we understand that. Um, if not, oh my God, I, everything's falling to pieces. And if the worldview says it's a good idea to die, that's fine. Now, in some tribal societies, particularly extreme ones, like at the poles, if someone was a, was, was hard, was a, a drain on the resources, they would go out in, you know, into the woods, you know, that was the Crow Indians, or you know, the, the Eskimos would actually go to a place and have your friends kill you because the, the tribe couldn't travel across the, the, the snow or, or, or survive. Mm -hmm. um, it, and so it was accepted. Um, you know, in Greece, Socrates killed himself. Now, a lot of people in, in, in that era thought it was wrong. But right. you know, Socrates said, look, we have a right, we have the dignity of our own, our own choices. Well, let me just point, stop you right there and just point out that uh, particularly when you're talking about these uh, suicides in indigenous tribes. I mean, I, 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 I don't know how all that works, but I imagine that was pretty standard because you, the tribe was the important thing and you yeah. couldn't really hold it back. But that kind of a suicide would be drenched in meaning. Yes, like seppuku in yes. feudal Japan. I can yes. no longer live with this shame. Yes. And so the, the, those suicides were honored. Yeah. Now the suicides out of despair, now in the West, in Paris, in, in, in medieval Paris, if you were a suicide, your body was dragged through the streets and thrown in a refuse heap and your, uh, and, and your descendants didn't inherit. Um, it was oh, pathologized. Really yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and so, so as we move into traditionalism, uh, uh, suicide becomes, um, you know, pathologized, uh, and, and rightly so, because we have enough stuff now that we can take care of old people, and we can't take care of sick people, so we don't need people to do that. Uh, the shame thing, we sort of get over it because, you know, we have forgiveness, and we have the ability to be cleansed. And so now, um, you know, I don't know where, where suicide is in that, uh, you know, stage of development. Uh, but I know you were talking, you mentioned this to me, you were talking to Suzanne Cookreuter and Bina about that there's a special sort of sour spot. Yes, sour spot. Where, you know, it's the opposite of a sweet spot. Yes, that's true. Where, you know, people are prone to this. And it's actually that stage which Bina in her system and, and, and Suzanne have delineated as his own stage of development. Uh, in the Wilberian world, it's basically people who have one foot in traditionalism or amber and one foot in modernity or orange. And, and as Suzanne says, that is a lot of the population. That's she a said 50% big, big, of her that's people. A, 50% of her people are at uh, that stage of development. So there, there's the pig going through the python in, at that stage. You know, it's such an interesting, Kelly Brogan, when she talks about suicidality, she said, it's very much like birth. You know, the time that you, the woman wants to give up is when the kid's just about to come out. <laughs> and and that's, that's the point where- That's the a metaphor is, for so many things, you know. <laughs> Oh, I can't take it anymore, and then voila. And that, that, that stage, that three-four stage, doesn't identify with the mythic membership, but it does identify with 
a skill set or a profession. Um, my identity is that I'm a plumber, or I'm an electrician, or I'm this, or I'm a business person. And, and unlike four, which will receive influence to compete and to, and to grow, that stage doesn't. It has confirmation bias to stay stuck. That's kind of, I think, the residue of three in that stage. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about when people get, you're talking four, that's the yeah. modern stage. When yeah. people become fully there, both feet in there, then they're more um, willing to use evidence and think things that they didn't think before. Before that, they'll use evidence, but only evidence that supports their deeper identity. Yes. And, and okay, so in that situation, if I, if I fail, if I lose my job, I get fired, I get, go on disability. Awful lot of people in this country on disability, half the people that, that stop working are on disability because, you know, stuff is hard. I've failed. Um, I'm in an individualistic society. America is intensely individualistic. So it's a personal failure, can't be a cultural failure. Suicide actually, under those circumstances, is a, it fits more in my worldview than, than change, than changing my worldview, than thinking, wow, my worldview, my sense of how culture is, has been flawed. That, that's, that's flawed. I, I, th I thought that culture shouldn't support people in being connected and in helping each other. But I think, I think that's a flawed, that's flawed. It's, it's, it's the canary in the coal mine, you know, the, the metaphor I've been thinking a lot about with this. You know, if we're not going to talk about the fact that there's social forces at work and there's a canary in the coal mine, you know, kind of drop me dead when, so we go, well, well, maybe we should give the canary some medicine. You know, let's give it some antidepressants. Maybe it won't drop down. Or, you know, maybe we should just ignore the canary. Or maybe we should make it illegal for the canary to drop dead. You know, we shouldn't say, let's find some people for the some other canaries and put it in a natural environment. And if we don't do that, that's, that's on us as a culture in the mine shaft of, of doing stuff that causes the canaries to drop dead. And so in, the, in, the, in that chart that you showed, and all those, those, those intermountain red states, they're very hostile to psychotherapy generally in those cultures. Because psychotherapy basically is symbolic of, we, we're here to help each other. You know, we're here to deeply know each other. And, and when you were talking about my grandmother, that kind of stuff, if I feel deeply known by a person and I'm despairing, not only will I not kill myself because of that person, but that keeps me alive and growing. And if people stay alive and growing, they'll get through that suicidality at every stage. You know, that's it: red, um, amber, um, orange, and green. Yeah, well, it's true. Uh, at the traditional stage, you generally are surrounded by kin and family. Mm -hmm. uh, and, um, but by modernity, you know, not so much. And, you know, and, and, and some of these people, uh, you know, they still stay home. You know, they didn't move. You know, they don't want to go to the big city. They, they don't, that life doesn't appeal to them. And so there they are. And, um, and, it's, and so, you know, with the economy being gutted, if you look at that suicide chart, it's the Rust Belt and it's the, you know, that, that 23 mountain 23 poorest West. states. Yeah. That's, that's, that's those states. states. Yeah. And that's really, um, you know, really interesting. And, and so the, the uh, solution is, you know, or at least one solution is to offer more mental health 
But as you say, at that stage of development, you know, psychotherapy and all of that becomes really interesting at modernity and post-modernity. It's yeah. not that interesting at, at traditionalism. It's seen actually as a, as a failure. And so it, these people have a double whammy where they actually aren't predisposed to take the help they need. So yeah, the, for instance, the Bush White House was just utterly contemptuous of interiors, of psychotherapy. And a lot of them were at that, that intermediate stage where we just have to keep doubling down on these wars. We can't admit that, the, that there's a problem. And, and the CDC, they suggested lots of social interventions, not just mental health, but stabilizing of housing and giving people the financial support and, and education. Um, you know, I'm in California. California is one of the richest states and it's the fifth largest economy in the world. California is doing pretty well by most measures. 40% of the people in California are at the poverty line or below it. And we all just normalize it. We don't see that as a social pathology. The CDC, when they presented all that stuff, basically they're saying to the, to the, to the country, on top, of all, on top of the stage development, there's this larger, this larger sense of a frontier consciousness of self-sufficiency where we're not responsible to help everybody thrive. Okay, that's the social democracy that we haven't reached quite yet. That's what Johnson was reaching for, you know, with the great society and stuff. And Green loves that. Teal loves that. And, but Green and Teal, particularly Green, has been, has been completely inept in, in promoting that as um, a cultural philosophy in the face of other forces that Basically, um, you know, in the first tier, you can objectify the people that aren't in your face. Most human beings, you put a suicidal person in front of them and go, oh, I want to help. And just that helps. Suicide hotlines have saved thousands, hundreds of thousands of lives. Yeah. But if the person isn't in front of you, they're an object. And so, you know, to, do the, to the upper 1%, do they feel any sense of, of guilt at this particular point? You know, and they're, they're probably, a lot of them are orange, probably amber orange. I could take 5% of my, of my wealth, contribute to the collective, and that could save uh, 25,000 lives a year. Do I feel a sense of responsibility to do that? No. You know, those people are failures. You know, if, you know losers, losers, lose. You know, Trump and his loser thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. E even green. You know, Green looks at, you know, rural Amber, and there's a lot of suicides. They go, well, fuck those people. They're all Trump supporters. That's an objectification. No, they're, they're our fellow citizens and human beings. We want to connect deeply. And you and I have been talking around the edges about this. Loneliness. Loneliness yeah. is epidemic. Yeah. Loneliness. Now, I, I, let me just stop you just to sort of, you know, check the, uh, you know, the idea of, 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 you know, financing programs to fight loneliness. Um, what a conservative would say about that is that there's, that the government's not gonna be good at that. And that there, and there actually is an, a, a, you know, a, even the integral view, the quadrant view would say, you know, giving people money is not the same as giving people meaning. That's right. And that meaning and connection is, I think actually, I think in the sacred world to come and we're working our way there, we will have far more equality of, of, of income and, and, and wealth. I agree. And I'm all for that. And I think that will naturally happen. 
uh, by people making it happen. But, but there is that other piece that um, is uh, stubborn or there's, there's something that I don't know how we grow out of that. You know, do we take, do we require people to do something meaningful? <laughs> well, how about this? Um, how about elevating the necessity and the importance of deep connection to human beings? How about that? You know, well, I get that, but again, the, 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 the rub is how. They took a bunch of, of four-year-olds, okay? So they, they identified the kids that weren't playing. Okay, there were a bunch of kids that weren't playing. They were on the periphery. They were outsiders. They weren't, you know, likable particularly. Okay, so they took those kids and they showed them a 23-minute video of a little kid going and introducing himself to another kid and starting a game and playing with the other kids. Okay, it was just modeling by video. Six weeks later, they checked in and all of those kids, those four-year-olds, were playing with the other kids. Mm -hmm. Why and why? Because at a, at a cultural level, they introduce the, the sense of, I am responsible for creating social connection and social connection is a good thing. And they did it at a young and enough age where the kids were available. If you practice some basic social skills, you know. Uh, I love that, Keith. I, I just want to say that uh, you're, you're helping me see something I hadn't seen before. And that is that there is, you know, we we learn things and we progress and you know we have anti-smoking campaigns that work we have anti-littering campaigns that work we have anti-bullying campaigns that that are sort of knitted into the structure of education now uh anti-loneliness you know yeah. it's just noticing it in all of its forms um it is you know seems like it's it's it, we're ready for that you know, Fowler, who did studies showing that 20 veterans kill themselves every day. And overwhelmingly, they, the, the reason is loneliness, not battle problems. Because when they, were, when they were in the military, they had people around them. Well, let's stop there. Not only did they have people around them, but they were in battle situations. They had that liquid, loose connection of brotherhood. Yeah. That is, it's, we're getting down into tribal, where you every unit of the, it becomes a whole, you know, the, the, the we space is the thing. And how delicious is that? By the way, just as we, if we talk about, you know, loneliness as, you know, a, a, a function of development, you know, we could see it in, in the way tribes had an identity that was collective, you know, individuals were less important and really just less, it's a little bit like a kid with his mom or dad, a little kid, you know, merged in a way, not totally separate. And then you become separate, you know, and then you realize, oh my God, I'm an individual and, and the tribe can't save me and mommy and daddy can't save me. And that's the, oh my God. the next stage. And both for humanity and for individual humans. And there's a loneliness already there where we keep chasing that, uh, oceanic union with another human being yeah. and we can't get it and then you know tribal it, uh, traditional and then it, uh, by the time we get to modernity it, we're told get out there and build your own brand the brand of Jeff the product of Jeff the daily evolver you know it's like a lot of people they don't want to build their own fucking brand they don't want to be their own product they want a job 
Yeah, and deep connection with other people. And they people. want connection. They want, they want security. They want meaning. They or want they connection. Want respect. respect. And that's the other thing too, Keith, I would say. And that also helps explain, and this is a little more of the interior. It's mm -hmm. not just the financial uh, stress that these populations that we see on this map are showing. They're also, these are tr traditionalists. Yes. These are the traditionalists. And they have felt disrespected and shut out of the cultural hegemony of the liberals for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking the movies, TV, all of that. And they don't feel seen and they don't feel respected. When they do feel seen, they feel like, uh, you know, they're disrespected. So, so yeah, where's my that. dignity? Where's exactly. my respect? And weirdly, whether, whether you, get a, you go to college or whatever, um, to, to get that, your worldview needs to shift to deep connection is a necessity, it's not an option. You know, why, why are Native Americans suicide rates skyrocketing? I think it's a really hard shift from the culture of Native Americans into, you know, you get some education, you have access to, you know, whatever, McDonald's and, and Jack Daniels. And all right, where's, where's the worldview that's, that, 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 that is superior to my ancestral, my tribal worldview? There isn't one. Right. Um, so dignity. Now, deep connection kind of involves you and I seeing each other as worthwhile human beings. Um, and so what if, what if so, so part of this on every level is, is we get interested in where we're not seeing somebody else as a worthwhile human being. And then that should pull our attention rather than dissociate. You know, they did a study with people looking at pictures of homeless peoples and kids and, and, and men and women. And what people did is they dissociated from the pictures of the homeless people. They literally didn't see them. Okay. So at every, at every worldview, there are groups that we have learned to not perceive as human beings. Okay? Even at Green, we're not perceiving Trump supporters as human beings that are fucking pissed off and need yep. the things that we're talking about. And it's our job to help them get it, even if they say stuff we don't like. So what? They say stuff we don't like. Right. And you know, think so, things we don't like. Yeah. Or believe fake news. I mean, news. how dare they think things we don't like? Yeah. How dare they believe, you know, fake news and think things you don't like? Yeah. That's fine. You know, they're my fellow citizens. My job is to help them. And yeah. I know from my own experience and from all the data, deep connection is something that we all need. Well, like you said, dignity and respect. Yeah. And also we need a chance to have a stable life where we're moving forward. And that moving forward is, that's not just money. Right. That's purpose. That's why the CDC didn't just say stabilize housing, give people money and mental health. They said, give them education, give them training, jobs training, social training. They included social training so that people feel like they're moving forward professionally and socially. Because if I'm isolated, I want to be moving forward socially. I want to feel like I'm making some friends. I want to feel like maybe I'm going to get a girlfriend. You know, that kind of stuff. Totally. No, that's really, that's what people, it doesn't take that much to give to make life meaningful enough to live it you know and so when we develop so in the, in the dialectic of pro progress as we have more individuality if the culture does not provide us with the tools and the moral the moral imperative of i need to make sure my social needs are met i need to make sure other people's social needs are met i need to see the lonely person at the periphery of my social network and give them attention yeah. because it's my social network that i'm protecting yeah well, maybe we all adopt an anti-loneliness agenda here, yes. you know, 
and it, 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 and I love that. You know, where in the periphery of my life are people would would they benefit from some attention? Deep you know? connection. Yeah. And deep yeah. connection heals. That's yeah. that's yeah. why therapists don't worry about their clients. Mostly, I don't worry about my clients who are suicidal, killing themselves. As long as, I, I, you know, I mentioned earlier, Kelly Brogan, this woman who gets people off antidepressants and 30% of her clients are suicidal. She doesn't worry about them. She gives them attention and she says to them, when you're suicidal, that's your, your organism saying, I need to be reborn into something new. Now, Kelly Brogan, I guess, doesn't know integral, but we do. Yeah. And we know that that something new is going to be a step up the evolutionary ladder of consciousness. Yeah. And, and, and we, we can't do that step alone. We're doing yeah. it in relationship with other people. Yeah. Well, that's and, very interesting, Keith, because, you know, we know as, as integralists that part of the evolutionary process is the worldview you're in becomes, you get it adequately downloaded. It becomes boring. It becomes actually, you, you're sick of it. You know, you've, you, you don't realize it's value anymore. You want to move on. But there's a dark night that's involved it, it, in between letting go and finding the new thing, which is still on the far shore. And, it, you know, this is a spiritual uh, process that often referred to as like the desert or moving through emptiness, that sort of thing. Dark night that, of the soul. Dark nights of the soul. Yeah. And... Um, and, 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 and I can't help but think of this sort of other group of suicides that, um, well, I know personally, my first husband, um, you know, he, um, and this was after we had separated, uh, but I also see it online with Reddit. It's, it's like, they're not necessarily alone. They're, they're turning away. Yeah. You know, they're not, um, and, and, and some of these people on, on these, the suicide watch subreddit, it's called, uh, will, will say, there's really nothing wrong with my life, but I want to end it. I don't still want to live. And I think okay. that's my right. And I, uh, and I think of um, the guy who wrote Sophie's Choice, who wrote, wrote a book about his depression, that uh, I'm forgetting his name, but I think it's called Darkness Visible. And he was a celebrated, you know, Robin Williams, these people, you know, um, so it's not like they're isolated, but they're, you know, you're the psychotherapist. What's going on here? Do you run into people like this in your therapy? Yes. They just have a sort of a annihilation wish. Well, first of all, um, now, now, you know, the gentlest death that I ever experienced, the gentlest one was an assisted suicide. Mm -hmm. Okay. A woman had dementia. Mm -hmm. she had it, but she was still lucid enough to know what was going on. Mm -hmm. She spent a year with her family setting it up, you know, went home, got everything set up, died. And it was the, it was the least emotionally violent death I've ever been associated with. Mm -hmm. And I don't disagree with her decision. Yeah. Um, yeah. So now, that, that makes sense. And, and I think we have a mutual friend, David, whose mother was 90 something and she was done. And she just decides she did the research and there's a way of killing yourself where you just stop drinking and eating. And at that stage of the game, it's a pretty gentle way to go. She decided to do it. She gathered a family around her. And over the next couple of days, she did it and she died. And so that's what I'm talking about in a way. This is a person who says, I don't, I'm done. I don't want to be here anymore. I have a right to end my life. 
And when somebody's in dementia or if somebody, well, not too far into dementia, but when somebody's old and that you can mm -hmm. see that their life is dwindled, then that makes sense. It's harder to see, do around other. somebody who's 35 and healthy. Well, see, here's the other side. When it involves rage, you know, rage at the culture, rage itself, you know, I'm a failure. Rage at other people, you know, they don't get me. That's when, I, that's when it's suspect. To me, that's when it's a, it's a violent act at everybody. That's a fuck you to the, to the world, you know? And people don't experience it that way. They'll say, you know, like, you know, the world is better off without me. And the thing is, is the world is not better off without a precious human consciousness. They don't, they have, they have, they're so angry that they've dissociated from their importance to the collective. That's a very, by the way, Keith, uh, these suicide boards that, that I'm worthless. They're, I, I'm just taking up time and space um, and calories and, and I'm worthless is very, very common. I'm not it's contributing anything. Almost universal. It's almost universal. And so that rage, that's a, to me, as, and not just as a psychotherapist, but as a human being, that's, that to me, that's that's a, that's a scream for help. Mm -hmm. That's a scream. Help me find my way. Right. You know, I'm in the I'm in the darkness. You know, what dreams may come was this great movie on suicide that Robin Williams was in. Hmm. You know, where his his wife committed suicide, went to hell. He went to hell to get her. It was like the Orpheus bit. Right, I remember that. Oh God. Yeah. And what he did to get her out of there is he said, I'm gonna stay connected and I don't care if I have to stay in hell with you, I'm gonna stay connected. Right. That connection was so strong that God gave him both a second chance, you know, and had him reborn into a couple of kids, okay? All right, that's, that's the metaphor, okay? That's taking the canary out of the coal line, putting it with some other canaries in a natural place and saying, Matt, you still wanna die. Yeah. And, and also, who are you now when you're a canary with other canaries in a natural place? Wow, I'm a different canary. You know, I kind of shifted into there'll be something different. That's what Kelly Brogan, she uses this word when I was reading her article again and again. It's a rebirth. It can be a rebirth. If we know these are birth pains and we can get somebody to help us, on the other edge, there's, there's going to be something that, that's so wonderful we can't even think about. It. Well, that's, that's true we talked for most about people. We've talked about this before, Keith, where uh, people who have been saved from suicide or people for whom it didn't work, you know, the Golden Gate Bridge documentary, where every one of them who lived said on the way down, they thought, what was I thinking? Worst mistake I've ever made. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to share this video that oh I Oh boy, I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, that I saw on um, Reddit. Uh, that I think is so beautiful. And it's an example of that people can be reached at the last minute, that the, just the basic human contact. And what this is, it's a little difficult to orient. It's like 40 seconds, it's not that long. But it's a cop who has obviously a body cam or a cam on his cap or whatever. And he sees this guy uh, on the train tracks and the train's bearing down on him and this guy clearly wants to kill himself. And so he runs after him and here's, that's the setup. So here we go. Hey bud, hey move, hey bud move. Stop the train, stop the train. Buddy move, 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 move. Oh. 
Sit down. Are you okay? Where you come from? Look. Thank you. So, what's your last name? Oh my God! Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So. Oh my God. Isn't that something? Oh. Yeah. Thank you. That that moment of extraordinary intimacy. That cop was loving that guy. Mm -hmm. No, it's really just wrecks me to see that. And, and you know, that. look, that happened instantaneously. Mm -hmm. You know, as a cop, cops are very cynical about people. And yeah. he couldn't help himself. He started shaved the guy alive and then instantaneously was loving him. And the guy was wide open because he'd almost died. He was receiving it. Yeah. Oh, God. No, that's something. It's so beautiful. That's a yeah. miracle. That's a miracle. It's of an absolute miracle, isn't it? Yes. Indeed. This makes me cry. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So uh, it really does, uh, you know, that the connection is the thing and, and the feeling that you belong and yeah. Yeah, there's a purpose to your life. And, um, and yeah. then everybody's helping you with it. Yeah. You know? I, now I, you know, I didn't have a chance to look at the suicide statistics of the of the um, social democracies. I just, I thought they must be smaller than ours. You know, not as many guns and stuff. You know, half the suicides are guns. But you know, I haven't looked. I mean, I will. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. I mean, we've always thought that the Scandinavian countries were known for their high rates of suicide, and that yeah. would be interesting if that's still true. Uh, uh, that. Um, you know, it, it's part of this moving into this this next stage where it's, you know, we're, we're sort of at max material wealth and minimal social wealth. And because uh, we've just, we've, you know, dismantled everything. Well, uh, and also we haven't inculcated into the developmental, the, the, the whole concept of, of, of supporting the developmental process um, has been has been accepted into the culture up to a certain point, but it stops with a certain level of interior understanding. You know, the, the lower left and the upper left stop. Probably it's limited to whoever is implementing it, you know. Um, that there's another level of sense of responsibility that can come. But, you know, it, it's hard to do it from Green because Green says, well, you know, you have a right to have your 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 sense of of, of pay, not paying attention not paying attention to interiors and being um, a rugged individualist is just as worthy as paying attention to interiors and and being connected. Well, when it comes to not killing yourself, no, they're not equally worthy. Yeah. You know, you really got to get to teal to go. There's a lot to be said for rugged individualism, but when your life breaks down to a point where that's not working then you have to shift your worldview into I need deep connection and receiving influence. Right. Sometimes from other people, sometimes from the government. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes from a, sometimes from a social group. It's nice to do it on my own, but every once in a while I have to shift. That kind of relativistic thinking is alien to the first tier. Yeah. Um, well, and so, modernity also has that extra curse of, you know, deconstructing meaning. Yes. Basically, just period. You know, all the grand narratives of history, all the ideas of progress and growth and development. Uh, you know, it's appropriate that Green wants to, 
do the windshield wiper thing on that thing because in earlier days, those are have their own sort of tyrannical qualities, these grand uh -huh. narratives. So we want to get rid of them. But boy, you can be left with, you know, this whole thing's just a joke, big cosmic joke. You so know, you human, human beings are a cancer on the planet. And, right. you know, I'm, I'm out of here. You know, that, that special flavor of despair. We talk about how it, 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 traditionalism, the, the, the trigger for suicide can be a sense of failure. Yeah, and, and shame, deep of, shame. Shame of myself. How, why yeah. couldn't I do it, you know? At, at Green, it's like, it's shame and uh, despair for the whole fucking race. Which just shows that humanity. Su suicide is many things. It's not just one thing. And the, the solution is many solutions. Though, you know, what you described about Reddit is very revealing, in, in my opinion. When you finally get down to the personal level to whether I'm going to live or die tonight, it really depends to a certain extent on whether I, I feel a sense of deep connection with another person. Mm -hmm. And here's another problem with development. There's less people that can meet us deeply. Every, every developmental step up, you know, there's less people to meet us there. You know, I remember Ken saying that, and I've had this experience too, people who come to Integral, they're not just as stoked by someone who shares the language. They're stoked because they have a sense, finally somebody understands me at a level that I haven't felt understood. Okay? So true. And, so and that's, such a, that's such a healing experience. It's just, mm -hmm. ah, it, it, it's euphoric. Uh, yeah. yeah, and that's actually... Uh, you know, you could say that that's, that's true of every stage, you know. I think it, you're right. If you're the first one, or, you know, so there, there's these other subreddits that I go to where it's, it's these young Muslims huh. who are living in these backward countries and they're wearing the hijab, but they're modernists. You know, they've oh. been on the internet, they're very hip, and they, you know, they feel crazy. They feel suicidal. They're literally not allowed to leave. You know, their parents could, would kill them if, you know, X, Y, Z happens. And wow, that is a special flavor of, of despair. Oh, man. You know. So, you know. It, I want to help them. Well, no, yeah. I, you know, I want to help them, Jeff. These boards are really helpful. I mean, I could actually go to the other side of the street and say, but look at how these people are connecting on the internet even. I mean, that's better than nothing. That is, that is. It's better than nothing. And, and, and even on these suicide things, you'll, you'll have people, I think they're there a lot. I mean, these people who are just angels, you know, maybe they went through a suicidal period in their life. But when these people are talking about, I'm going to do it tonight, they'll like, private message me. Here's my number. Don't do it. Let me talk to you. You know, that sort of thing. I really do care. I, and it, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. You actually see sort of the results over time. And um, not always. It's just sometimes it's, it's ambiguous. But, um, but yeah, there's, it's, 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 again, it's better than nothing. Yeah. I, it's, it's, it's just, you know, I go back to the canary in the coal mine. I, I have no problem helping canaries be healthier canaries. Okay. But you know, in America, there's, there's this thing where you get stressed out and you go to the doctor, you go, I'm stressed out and sends you to a psychiatrist. And the psychiatrist says, yeah, you're stressed out and it's depressing you. You know, you probably should take more vacations and everybody goes, yeah, yeah, sure. Here's some antidepressants. You know, let me give you some, some drugs that will help you function a little bit better in an environment that's, that's, that's degrading you. Okay. So you don't get a doctor's prescription. You need to readjust this person's environment. 
so that they're thriving in it rather than degrading in it. Um, I have this conversation with almost everybody because you know we're, we take such pride in at every level we take we take such pride in what feels meaningful to us like you know my participation in the church my my job um you know my community that kind of stuff um we take such pride in it um that the idea that 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 if i if i if i give too much to that so it degrades my life i'm not really helping you know that that, that that actually leads to problems, physical and psychological problems that that I might need to readjust for me. You know, this is this is hard. Uh, and I need to readjust my job. You know, a job. If you're a, if you're a, um, a lawyer, talk about pathological orange. If you're a, um, a or an intern, if you're an intern or if you're an associate, you're expected to work sixty or seventy hours a week. Okay. And there's a lot of people who have to do that. You know, all the people who are poor, 40% of, of California are poor. Well, that degrades you. At a certain point when you're degraded, you despair. And as it grinds down, you don't feel like I, should, I need to change this. You go, I must be a failure because I'm being degraded by this. And other people seem to be functioning. You don't think maybe I should be just working 40 hours a week and tell them this is, you know, that's it. You're not gonna get the extra 30 hours because you know, I need to maintain myself and not just that, I need to, to go hang out with my wife and my kids or my friends or my husband and, and so on. That, that it hasn't made it into the zeitgeist that we have a primary responsibility to maintain our, ourselves and the other people through contact and through you know, rest, pleasure, that kind of stuff, as well as mission. Yeah. Um, well, I think we're, we're getting hip to it. Okay, I, know, I, I, I mean, I do. I mean, I think that the idea of isolation and loneliness, I see that more and more in the you know, media. And, um, you know, even on these, you know, message boards and so forth, uh, you and I are talking about it. Yes. Uh, even in this conversation, I said, I, said, I said it a while back, but I feel like I'm getting a new understanding for, you know, what a connected society that is, you know, we're not going back to traditionalism. We're going forward into a new world where the best of traditionalism is reintegrated. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that's going to look like, but I know that that's, you know, a cause. I mean, that's something that's actually arising that uh, we need to notice and participate in. And, you know, it probably starts it in our own lives, in our own, the people in our lives. Uh, but, you know, thank you for sort of waking me up to that. I appreciate it as, as a category of development. You know, yeah, yeah. It's the it's, we space. It's it's that lower left, and there's actually a responsibility we have to it. And who I don't know who you were quoting, but he was saying to find the marginalized people in your life and give them a little love. Christakis and James Fowler, they said that that's why you protect. And you know, I think I I know the mode of discourse. The mode of discourse is the dialectic, um, including the lower left that my state of being is part of the dialectic. My, my state of being psychologically, emotionally, and physically in our, in our intersubjectivity is part of the dialectic. And if it looks like there's a problem there, you get concerned about that, even if that doesn't have anything to do with what we're talking about, okay? And it's not just, oh, you look tired today. It's, you've looked tired for, for, for several weeks, or you've looked distressed, are you? Mm -hmm. um, I don't wanna talk about it. Well, are you talking to anybody about it? No, that's the problem. Yeah.
You know, at that point, you know, I don't, who, whoever you are, I have a problem with you not talking to anybody about it. Mm -hmm. I am now worried about you like that cop was with that kid. Only now, I didn't, I didn't wait until you were, you were about to jump or you were in front of the train. I'm just noticing that you're not connected and I'm worried about you. And I now have permission from my, myself and from the culture, even a sense of responsibility to do something. Yeah. In France, they made it illegal to pass somebody on the street if they're in distress and, and not help them. You know, if there's somebody having a heart attack and you walk on by, you're, that's a crime in, in, in France. This was them kind of in a green way, trying to bring this into the culture. Oh, right on. No, absolutely. And, and um, you know, that's sort of a blunt instrument, but it gets to, the, it, it gets to a problem that is, um, you know, we're, when we're, we get into this, you know, bright modernity, it's like, I'm not my brother's keeper anymore. We have a safety net. You know, I wish they, we had more mental health and I wish we had more safety net. And of course, I do actually wish that and I'm politically for that. But there's also something I could do right here and now. And um, yeah. I mean, I, what did Jesus say? I go to, go to the least of you? Yes. Something. What you do to the least of them, you do for me. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the people on the periphery. Yeah. So, you know, that was wisdom. You know, yeah. you know, you know the good wisdom, the, you know, the, 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 the solid wisdom goes all the way up and all the way down. Um, now, this is a weird association, but where, bear with me. If we have healthy biota in our biome, in our gut, that's the same biota that you find in the soil of healthy plants. Okay, all the way up, all the way down. You know, loving the least of us works all the way up. You know, it, it works for everybody. Yeah. Um, deep connection, authentic connection. Um, addressing shame and disgust. You, you call it attunement. Yes. I, love, I love that attunement. It, it brings in a um, sort of an energetic quality, not just psychological, but felt, a felt the, sense. Yeah, that lower left, and, and, not, and in the upper left, it's attuning to ourselves. Mm -hmm. Now, if that's taught as, as a skill, you notice it. You notice when you're not attuned and when other people are. And, when, and if you feel a sense of responsibility around people feeling connected, then you're drawn to the disconnected. And, you know, invest in personal concern. Personal concern is something that people just, it's like sunlight to a plant. Oh, we can't resist it. Can't resist it. We'll be pissed. We'll go, no, don't give me your attention because <laughs> fuck everybody. Oh, but yeah. if, you, if, if someone can maintain that attention that breaks through that, mostly. Um, but, you know, not always. Yeah, you no, know, one, no. other, one other source not of always. violence that's going up actually is mass shootings. You know, why is that? You know, that's people despairing and instead of killing themselves, they're gonna kill a bunch of other people and then, and then themselves. But it's the same thing, mm -hmm. okay? And yeah. I mean, that rage is the same rage that, that, that wasn't, that, wasn't that, that, that rage wasn't touched by somebody. Going, wow, you're in a lot of rage, yeah. Now we're in a lot of rage. You know, when there's somebody else in that rage with you, that rage is being regulated. It's only when you're alone with that rage that it turns into killing somebody, yourself yeah. or somebody else. No, that's right. No. Well, Keith. Jeff. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a heartbreaking topic, isn't it? It is, yeah. but an important one. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, I hope we shed some light on it. Is there anything else you'd like to, any loose ends you'd like to tie up here? I know you've been writing on it. You're going to do a, a talk on it for Integral Life. Yeah, tomorrow I'm going to talk with Corey more about what to do if your friend's suicidal or if you're suicidal, you know, that kind of stuff. How suicidal stuff is processed in therapy. You know, maybe some examples of, of um, you, you know, when people bring it up in therapy, that's an opening. That's a threshold. Uh, it's like Kelly Brogan says, you know, the, the, the time of most despair is when the baby's crowning and about to come out. You, you really do want to understand that 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 state is really your being um, crying out for a disintegration and a reintegration. You know, D yeah. David Data did a talk on this, a podcast on it. And you know, the masculine you know, craves emptiness. But you know, if you're in that emptiness and in despair and you don't have the understanding that, the, that I need to reach through this to a deeper connection with something, God on the other side, people on the other side, that's where you can, you can die, where you can kill yourself, where, where the masculine can, can have a sense of, I can get the relief by you know, stepping through. That, that, so that sense of, of taking a sense of responsibility for myself and for other people, to, to look for that and to reach out, to, to not be frightened of people's pain. Ask no, about it. No, that's, that's so, so powerful. So Ask about somebody's pain. Yeah, Share your pain. Exactly. Yeah, and normally we want to avoid it. We want to talk them out of it because we want, you know, we want to show them the way. And uh, sometimes just attending to it, attuning with it, is the thing that is most uh, helpful. Ursula Le Guin died last year, one of my favorite writers. And one of my favorite books was The Dispossessed about a you know, science fiction book and about a physicist who became an icon. And he was talking to a lot of poor people who were rebelling against uh, income inequality, rampant capitalism. And he looked at him and he said, we're united in our pain. We're united in our suffering. You know, we're, we're united in our wounds with each other. And, and then we're also united in our love, our love for each other. Right on. And God, that's why he was a physicist who had transcended. And, and, and I remember, that's why it was my favorite book, because that sense is what I'm reaching for and what we're reaching for in Integral. We know it's there. We can feel it. Right. And we right. want to support the development towards it, because we know that's where development's going. It's going in that direction. Right on, man. So talking about this idea of being responsible for each other in, in a deeper way, um, there's a beautiful poem that I found by one of my favorite poets, uh, was Tawa Samborska, who won the Nobel Prize for Poetry in, I think, 1989, um, Polish poet. And this is from her wonderful book, View with a Grain of Sand, Sand, View with a Grain of Sand. And it's a poem called The Suicide's Room. It's not that long. But I want to read it because I think it really beautifully transmits the, what we're talking about. The suicide's room. I'll bet you think the room was empty. Wrong. There were three chairs with sturdy backs. A lamp, good for fighting the dark. A desk, and on the desk, a wallet. Some newspapers. A carefree Buddha and a worried Christ. Seven lucky elephants. A notebook in a drawer. You think our addresses weren't in it? 
No books, no pictures, no records, you guess? Wrong. A comforting trumpet poised in black hands. Saskia in her cordial little flower. Joy, the spark of gods. Odysseus stretched on the shelf in life-giving sleep after the labors of book five. The moralists with the golden syllables of their names inscribed on finely tanned spines. Next to them, the politicians braced their backs. No way out? But what about the door? No prospects? The window had other views. His glasses lay on the windowsill, and one fly buzzed, that is, was still alive. You think at least the note must tell us something. But what if I say there was no note? That he had so many friends, but all of us fit neatly inside the empty envelope propped up against his cup. <sighs> yeah, Mustawa Samborska, the suicide's room, view with a grain of sand. Oh, heartbreakingly lovely. Isn't that something? She's a beautiful poet. Uh, and I, have, I get a very, very strong integral transmission from her. So I recommend her in general. Well, um, thank you, Dr. Keith. Thank uh, you, Jeff. I always appreciate and, and, and learn from our conversations. Me too. Um, is there anything that people should take a look at or uh, anything you're, anywhere you're popping up that people should notice? Yeah, I am, I am here to flog my book, Loving Completely. Loving Completely is coming out September 10th. And boy, it's a great book. You're going to love it. So I encourage you, you know, pre-sales will happen within a couple of weeks and that's going on, on. And not only will you love it, but if a whole bunch of you guys buy it, then I am an Amazon bestseller, which will mean people will buy some of my other books and maybe the evolution of consciousness will go forward another notch. So loving completely coming out September 10th. Look for it. It's good. It's a fun book. You'll enjoy it. Yep. We yes. talked about we've talked about a lot of the themes in that book, so I'm, I'm, I'm eager to see it. September 10th, loving completely, Dr. Keith Webb. <laughs> All right, thanks everybody. Thanks, thanks everybody. Much love to you. Yeah. See you next time. <laughs>